잡고 walking on the moon 굳게 다친 moon 빠짐없이 열어 오랫동안 기다려왔던 cool 사랑한다 뻔한 그 한마디가 특별하게 느껴지는 of the silent sea it's episode eight entitled the silent sea it has been an interesting first season for the show a possible only season for the show we've come a long way from the get-go and it's time to wrap it up so obviously we know There was an incident five years ago on the moon at Ballet Station because the Korean government was trying to find a solution to the water shortage that had impacted the entire globe. Something happened up there, and all 187 people, I think it was, wound up getting smoked. So, five years later... A new mission is chartered, featuring, shit, what was it, nine people? Eleven. Sorry. Eleven people. <laughs> I had to count quickly. Uh, Eleven people were aboard a spacecraft that would take them to the ballet station, where they were supposed to recover some samples of the research that was going on up there. Just the samples, nothing else, people. We had our advisor, Mr. Huang, who died in the very first episode after the craft wound up crashing onto the moon's surface. He had a punctured lung and died right there on the moon. And uh, some say he's still up there to this day. We had a couple of pilots, Lee Jisoo, and our main pilot, Han Yunjae, who was the captain. We also had Kim Hee-sun, who was another pilot. And we had a security team, led by Gong Soo-hyuk and his two no-name compatriots, E-1 and E-2. Gong's brother, Gong Soo-chan, was the lead engineer, as was the lieutenant engineer, Ryo Taesuk. They brought along with them Dr. Gong Gayong and Dr. Song Jian, who was the sister of the lead scientist from the original mission. During their time up there, they found that uh, there was a substance called lunar water, and while it would exponentially multiply, once it got into your bloodstream, you pretty much drowned, a cell, drowned on your own fluids. And that was how we lost Gong Su Chan, after he breathed in some of the infection from a nearby dead body. We did wind up having Li Jisoo get killed by, uh, at the time, an unknown person who turned out to be Luna. And Luna is able to handle lunar water just fine. 
And that's because they did a ton of testing on her, and she's a clone. But <sighs> we have just one more episode to go. So let's get into it. We start off five years ago with pure chaos as the entire Balhae station starts to shut down. Everyone goes running, and Song Wukyung looks back as all of the samples turn red. We see one of the samples hit the ground, and it comes in contact with a seed, which sprouts and, of course, starts all of our lovely foliage growth in the submasement. All the, glades, all the gates close, trapping the crew inside, and we see that they are joined by a bunch of military workers, who proceed to open fire on the crowd. Director Choi is seen watching the footage. Mr. Kim arrives and asks, and she asks him if anyone could have survived the accident. So, of course, she knows what happened and most likely ordered the entire facility to not only be closed down, but to shoot and kill everyone that was on board who was not already infected. We still don't see what caused the outbreak, however. But we do know why a bunch of bodies are piled in the storage areas, because you can't just have those things laying about in the halls and all. So, yeah. We are right into it, just letting you know this woman is not a good person. And I think we had enough evidence throughout the season to let us know that she was the main antagonist of the series. And that Ryu Taesuk, who did wind up being a spy, along with Lee Jisoo, was kind of our secondary antagonist. But he is responsible for a couple of different deaths. Including Kim Hee-sung, who he shot and then infected and left to die. And E2, who also was shot by him. So, after that, we go back to present time. And the facility is filling up the water. I mean, you wanted more water, right? Like, that was the issue on Earth. Well, you got it, because here's a bunch of it. Like, it'll kill you. But hey... At least you'll die wet. Song and Luna talk to Suhyuk, and he says that we know that Luna can survive lunar water. Dr. Kong says that's pretty clear. Song explains that they created Luna, and that's why she can handle it. Cloning and human experimentation are illegal, which is why the government is covering this whole thing up. Suhyuk says it's treason for them to even give up state secrets, even if the country did some illegal shit. Dr. Hong says, even if they agree never to say anything, nobody will believe them and they will spend the rest of their lives being watched. Or they'll just kill them like they killed everyone else on the facility. Like, what's two more bodies, two or three more bodies, when you've got 170 or 100, 187 of them just piled up in the facility there? Yeah, they have no problem killing you to take their samples back and to cover up their uh, shenanigans. Song says that's why she was chosen, because she knows, and Director Choi knows, that Song's not going to give up her sister, and even if she is dead, she's not going to talk about the crimes that her sister committed, even if she was sort of forced into it. Hana somehow has gotten into her bloodstream, and she is indeed infected. Her vision turns blue and watery, so she turns away from them and walks out into the hallway. 
She puts herself in the next room over and locks herself inside. She tells him sorry, and then she proceeds to start puking up water. They all watch as she coats the ground with it, then falls face first onto the ground. She notices Luna watching from the window over, and we cut to see Song enter the water like the other infected people do. This was cool, because we, we set this up as this is what they experience when they're dying. Like, they experience this feeling like they are diving into water and being completely submerged, and then they just kind of float to the bottom of the water, and then they're gone. So Song begins her descent into the water, but as she does so, she has a vision of the members of the facility um, starting to get sick and coughing up water. The military guys open fire and seal up the remaining crew members with the dead bodies. And of course, Song's sister is included in that. I don't know why they never found her body. Because she's she's clearly with the rest of them. And I was sure that they had found all of the storage facilities. So I don't know why they never found her. Song hears her sister call her and tell her that she just wanted to show her the, the sea. Song sees her sister above her and starts to swim back up. And because she's swimming back up, she wakes up in a hospital bed. That's right. Song's not dead. Dr. Hong says that somehow her body is fighting back. She thinks that when Luna bit her, she somehow got some of her DNA into Song, which is why she is not dead. So that means that they can either extrapolate Luna's DNA from her and, like, inoculate everyone against this stuff, which they'll have a kind of a bad time to begin with, but then they'll get over it. Or they could potentially synthetically engineer something off of her, uh, her DNA. Either way, it makes her very important. We see that Ryu has also been infected, but he had never gotten bit, so... Yes, he's fucked. And he proceeds to stumble down a hallway. Suyuk says that Ryu and Jisoo were both working for an American company called RX. <sighs> Alright, so... Ryu and Jisoo working for this company, RX. We don't ever mention this company? Like, I think they mentioned it once or twice before. But not enough for you to, like instantly think like, oh, then they must be working for them. And because if you watch it in the dub version, like everyone is speaking English, you don't get the sense that like the people they're talking to are American. So not only that, but it's you you get the sense that okay, RX wanted the samples because they wanted to, you know, monetize the lunar water and everything like that. Right. They're sending some uh, people up to the space station to make sure that their investment is uh, well secured. And that's pretty much it. They're, they're, that's the role that they play in this. So I don't know I don't know if, we, if I needed more out of it or not. I definitely needed like something more with their motivation for why they would, do the things that they did. Like, Rio's straight up shooting and killing people to try to do this. And it's not 
it's never like stated like, oh, Rx is like, no, 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 we want the water because we're going to give it to everybody. Like, no, there's none of that. So, I don't know. Could have been a little better. Mr. Kim calls Han. He says there's a rescue vessel that has left Earth, but there is also another vessel from Rx that's on its way. Mr. Kim tells them that Luna will be sent to a government facility where they will continue the experiments on her. Han asks if Mr. Kim did what they talked about earlier. Apparently, he tried to go over Director Choi, but nobody wanted to stick their necks out to allow lunar water to be made available to everyone on Earth. Song says that if they can get to the IISB, the International Institute of Space Biology, they can keep Luna safe. Apparently, the IISB has a facility that's out there orbiting Earth that acts as a neutral site. So that seems to be the plan. If they head there, then the IISB will help them in order to get the lunar water to everyone on Earth, or and also obviously figure out how they can survive that. Ryu is shown struggling. He sees a group of men before him, all in spacesuits. He looks again, and they're gone. So either the mercenaries have arrived, and they're just like, oh, that's our dude. Peace, dude. Or he's imagining what will happen when they do arrive. Either way, neither situation's great. And the facility continues to flood. Our remaining good guys, Song, Han, Dr. Kong, Suhyuk, and Luna, all get packed up and ready. Han tries to get Song to put a location tractor, uh, tracker on Luna, but Song tells him that he should do it. She doesn't want to let him touch her at first, but Song gives her a little nod. Han puts the tracker on her while she looks at his badge. His badge, of course, has a sticker on it from his daughter. Han remembers talking to his daughter and telling her that once she gets back, or once he gets back, he will show her how to swim, because of course swimming pools aren't a thing when you have a water shortage. He explains to her that's what swimming is, because all the fish are dead at this point, so she really doesn't know the concept of it, which is crazy, but, you know, it's a pretty accurate thing that would happen. Han takes up his badge and gives it to Luna. Song and Han talk about what will happen now, and Han tells her that Luna is coming with them. Luna lays down on the ground, so Dr. Han goes over to check on her. But what she's doing is she's actually listening to the rushing water on the floor below them that's flooding the facility. She gets up and runs over to another hallway, and Han tells her, No, 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 no. This way, over here, this is the fastest way to get to Gate 7. And Song says she must know something that they don't, so we should probably follow her, because, you know, she's been here for fucking five years by herself. The hallway that uh, Han wanted them to go by suddenly bursts and erupts with water, and so they run and chase after Luna. Everyone runs away while water pours out everywhere. The crew manage to make it to Gate 7 just as the water starts to reach them. But Ryu is standing before them. He holds up a gun as Han and Suyuk step in front of the women. Ryu says he doesn't want to hurt anybody. They are a little, a little past that now, buddy. Then he tells Han that Han knew all about what happened out here, and still came. Ryu apologizes again and tells him them nobody is rescuing them. We see that Ryu 
is actually one of the military guys who went to the facility five years ago. He's the one who closes the doors on them, and then Ryu watches as the rest of his teammates fire upon the crowd of people. Okay. Great. But here's the issue with that. He locks down the facility. They wind up killing 187 people. And his deal and his motivation is to then come back to this place and kill more people. The way that he's looking at them, like he, he looks like he, when the original thing that happened five years ago, he looks like he's got so much remorse and he doesn't want to do this, but he's a faithful soldier. He's not that guy anymore. He's transferred out of that. He's not part of the, of the military anymore. He's an engineer on a spacecraft. So why would he want to then steal lunar water for an American company? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. There's just not, that just seems like too much of a leap in logic to me that this dude who looked all morose about them slaughtering all these people is like, you know what? Fuck our government. I'm going to go to the private sector. It just doesn't make much sense. At least to me. Like, his motivation is all over the place. And, like, he, he wanted to come here. Like, and I don't know if it was, obviously, I mean, RX probably was like, hey, go over there and say you want to be on this thing. But again, the fact that RX can even talk to him and be like, hey, we know they've got this trip that they're planning to go up to the moon. Uh, you were up there before, right? You'd be the perfect guy to go up there and, oh, I don't know, murder some more people. Like, I don't know. It's There's not enough of it. There's not enough reason for him to do what he did this entire time. Like, he cold-blooded killed two people. He shot a dude left him for dead. He shot another dude and stuffed him in a freezer. Like, I don't know, man. But enough about him because Suyuk shoots him. Uh, but Ryu winds up getting a shot off himself. Suyuk tells Han that he's not going to make it. And Ryu dies and he on the ground, puking bloody water. So that's the end of him. He had a one last chance to kind of redeem himself and still chose to take out one more guy with him. So, fuck Ryu. Suyuk gets dragged to the airlock with them, and they all get suited up as they duct tape Suyuk's gunshot wound and suit. Which, I guess, I mean, it'll work in a pinch, I guess. But, as they are attempting to get ready, Suyuk dies in the airlock. So for keeping score, Ryu wins 3-2 uh, with kills over Luna. The planet got one kill, and some random scientist that was dead on the ground got another, but uh, they don't count. Han then gets them to go outside, and he closes the door on them, choosing to remain in the station. I'll say that again. <laughs> They're about to go outside. Nobody is chasing them, because Ryu is dead. The mercenaries are not there yet. Like, we do not see them anywhere. We never actually see them. Spoiler alert. They're calmly walking outside to wait for the rescue uh, ship to come and get them. 
And everyone walks out. Han stops, closes the door, and locks it. And then has a solid two minutes after that to talk to Song through the door. Well, not through the door, but through their headsets. To explain to her he's going to remain at the station to make sure that they can safely get out. They're safely out, mind you. They're outside. He could be with them right now. Instead, he's like, no, 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 I gotta make sure you guys are safe. Like, you're not going to do anything about the, like, gallons and gallons of water coming at you. Which hasn't arrived yet, mind you. Hasn't arrived yet. He can freely leave with the rest of them. And instead, he's like, I must sacrifice myself. And I'm surprised the song's just like, you just don't want to go back to your daughter, huh? Like, you'd rather die here than go and be a father? He tells Song to promise, wherever Luna goes, you stay with her. And she's like, okay. He then is able to uh, completely play Freebird on the guitar before the water finally breaks through the airlock and submerges him. Why? Can the airlock not secure itself from the outside? I'm pretty sure it can. Like... It was secured from the outside, and they had to put a code in to get into the facility. You're going to tell me that getting out, they can't? And even if that's the case, like, the rest of the crew go walking, and the door blows out and blows water all over the planet, and they're fine. Like, he literally could have just walked away. And so it's like, nah... No, it's just, you know, there's too many people. Like, there's there's so much more you could have done. You could have been like, oh, there's only room for two people on... There would be no reason for it, but there's only room for two people on the rescue craft or some of that, or three people. And it's like, you all, you three all go, I'll stay behind and, you know, die, I guess. <laughs> like, there's no reason for him to die whatsoever. <sighs> so we're down to just the three women left. Um, and they go for a hike on the moon's surface. Hey, while you're out there, can you go and swing by and pick up Mr. Huang? I'm sure he would much prefer he gets buried on Earth instead of, you know, I guess he wouldn't rot, right? Like, there's no atmosphere, or not very little atmosphere there, so I guess he's fine, and he's in a suit anyways, but pretty sure you, you know, you could probably take him with you. And... Not two minutes after Han told Song, stay with her, they can't find Luna. She's just gone. I don't know how she got away from them when you're on the moon. It's not like there's like trees that she can hide behind. But she's gone. <laughs> so then Song searches around. There's a good like two minutes of them searching frantically for her. It's like, she couldn't have got that far. I understand that she's super fast, but like... It's it's the moon, right? Like, it's not... It's big, but it's not... Like, you, you find her. Like, she, she wouldn't have just been like, Later, guys. So she's out there, no suit on, standing on the moon's surface, because not only can she handle lunar water, but apparently she can breathe without uh, oxygen. Luna walks up to Rio. Uh, <laughs> yes, she walks up to Ryu, who was ejected from the facility with all the water, and he's just lying down on some rocks now. Again, 
he did nothing. He didn't stop water from gushing out of the facility, and it did that. And everyone else just walked away fine, so much so that they were able to to circle back around and be like, Hey, Rio, how's it going? Oh, you're not looking so good. Luna holds out his badge as the light in his helmet flickers out, and he dies. Uh, then instantly a rescue ship begins to land nearby. Yeah. It picks up the three women, and the rescue ship announces that they have the samples and the survivors safely aboard, and the episode ends with a shot of Earth. So. Huh. I thought it was a good series. I did. And if we're done, good. Like, we've answered everything. There's no need to do another season, honestly. Um, by all accounts, they're going to the IISB. Like, Earth, uh, Earth's going to be saved. There's not going to be any corporate greed. Like, we didn't get Director Troy getting arrested or anything like that. Or we didn't get anything like that. But, again, we got the like most nonsensical save-yourself kind of moment ever. And completely unnecessary that, you know, that we had Hondai. I, I put in my notes, Cause of Death literally killed himself for no reason. I felt that some of the deaths just held very little emotional impact to them. Han was supposed to hold emotional impact, but the problem was is that, again, they couldn't come up with a good enough reason for why he had to die. So, like, his death just felt so like bonkers insane because it was like there's no reason for this at all Rio dying well he was supposed to be kind of the bad guy he never really got like a redemption thing or anything like that uh, him killing Suyuk on his way out uh, that kind of that that was a little bit of a bummer but uh, Kim Hee-sun that was a little bit because he was a fun character I felt there was a lot more emotional impact with that and, and he had been Sort of like the heart of the team. The two dudes that don't have names, E1 and E2, who gives a shit? Like, you didn't even name them. So, you know. Su-chan dying, he was the was the second guy who died. His, I think, was the most impactful death. Lee Jisoo, there was so much of, like, conspiracy around him that when he died, I just kind of felt unfulfilled on that. And Mr. Huang, we just met five minutes before he died. So, yeah... It was a really interesting uh, concept of a show. Beautifully shot. There was it was there's a lot of really good cinematography to it. There's a lot of good um, like the the falling into water and drifting away as they die. I thought was really poignant and really cool. It just kind of fell apart in this episode for me, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want I, I didn't want them to like tack something on at the end to be like, and now the earth is saved. Like nothing like that. I don't, I, don't, I I got it. I can I can make my mind up that yeah, most likely they're fine. You know, the the three women will be fine. Um. Yeah, I mean it was very well acted, and it's just yeah that that ending that last this ap this episode just kind of left me going eh. 
Okay. I mean, it's done. I'm, I was happy to get through it, obviously. And I enjoyed watching it. I, I really did. Um, even even with Han's nonsensical ending and the the last episode feeling maybe a bit rushed. Like, I don't know. I think that, that they could have got a little bit more out of the facility kind of slowly filling up with water on it. Because that didn't even really feel that pressing to me. Like, we had, like, one sort of... I, I, I don't want to call it a chase scene, but it was kind of a chase scene where the water was barreling down on them. And that was about it. But, eh, I don't know. I still think it's a it's a good series to watch. I still enjoyed watching it. Um, I would still recommend it. I would just probably go into it with a little less expect or, or a little less expectations on it because yeah, yeah, it was it was okay. But hey, we got through it together, uh, and uh, yeah. Now that we're done with this, this opens us up for a new series to follow, and we will indeed be following a new series, which you'll be seeing here very, very soon. So with that, I want to thank you for listening to me and for joining me again, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye!